On this episode of the podcast, I'm going to show you how to do three podcast episodes from one event. But first, here's an ad. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the After the Bell Rings podcast. Of course, I am your host, Micah Barnes. Three podcast episodes from one event. And I'm going to kind of illustrate how I plan to do three podcast episodes from one event. The event is something that I I've been planning for a long time, spent a lot of money doing, uh, a lot of money promoting, which is our drone camp. And it's been, it's been crazy planning it, but it's been so, so fun. A couple of days ago, we had a really good, a really good group of kids, uh, about five kids between seven and 12 years old to take part in our drone camp. So they're going to they're going to fly drones. They're going to race them. They're going to learn how to uh, build them. They're going to learn how to repair them. They're going to learn how to program them using a piece of software called Tinker. Um, and Tinker spelled T-Y-N-K-E-R, right? T-Y-N-K-E-R. Uh, and the specific drones that we are going to use, they're very light, very maneuverable and very easy for for kids as young as seven, even as like, yeah, for kids as young as seven to grasp. And it's called the Parrot Mambo, right? Parrot, P-A-R-R-O-T, Mambo, M-A-M-B-O. And those are the drones that we use. And of course, Tinker is the software that we use to to program them. Um, they're going to they're going to do some amazing things with these drones and do things like they're going to pro- program them to to take off land in a specific spot take take off again pick up different objects uh veer around different objects uh and then if we get a camera to attach it then be able to to see different see different objects and i actually got the idea from another gentleman who runs another drone camp uh, and he did some research up in atlanta where their kids, uh, they have like a drone obstacle course. And it's probably about maybe roughly eight, eight towers, eight vertical towers. And they, on top of each of these towers, and the towers are cardboard, right? They're cardboard. And I don't, don't ask me how they made them, but they were tall cardboard towers, maybe about, maybe seven, seven, eight feet in the air. And this all took place inside of a gymnasium. Because as some of you know, with drones, they're like, you have to be at a certain, like certain heights are restricted because they may be mistaken for, uh, for government, um, government property or whatever. So if you're not licensed, if you do not have a licensed drone, then you have to keep yours low. Uh, so this particular group in Atlanta decided to do theirs inside of a gymnasium because of that reason, I'm assuming. But these towers had numbers on top of them. And the kids had to fly the fly the drones and the camera that was placed on top of the parrot mambo. Had to like they had to look down 
on the number that was placed on top of the tower. And of course, through through an app that attaches to the controller, you can see what the drone sees. So you would be able to okay, this is a this is a letter S on top of this tower, and then a letter T on top of that out top of that tower. And I think a fun if I understood his description of the event correctly they had to view them and somehow uh, take those or grab those letters and assemble them on the ground to spell a different word which is like extremely cool uh, yeah that's just so I'm just kind of setting setting the preface for uh, these three episodes so that like as far as as far as the three episodes it's it's unique how how podcasting is and how uh, people see value in different things and you can take one event and do three different podcast episodes for some of you who are just starting or some of you who may be stuck in your podcast look this is this is something that that I plan to do over the next couple of episodes uh, two more yeah next couple of episodes is telling you about the cool things that these kids are doing with the drones so one episode is just explaining how I put together the drone or the drone camp because event planning and organization skills and everything else doesn't come easy to a lot of people it is not for everybody and even personally when I was a kid, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to learn how to program a drone. Not, I'm sorry, not program a drone. I've always learned how to plan events. The drone is just stuck in my head. But I've always wanted to plan events. I'm, and I'm talking about since I was about eight years old, I was planning block parties. Uh, I was planning dances and planning different events. But now that I'm like, I never really had the organizational mindset I was never really organized and structured in my thinking and in my actions to be able to effectively plan an event plan and execute an event and now that I'm in in this position I can do that on a very consistent basis so one of my over the next three Three podcast episodes. Uh, yeah, I said two before. Now I'm, I'm making it three. Uh, but over the next three episodes, what I'll do is explain the uh, the executed or the implementation and the execution process. Because I I went over a couple hurdles that if you're planning something similar, maybe it's a drone event, maybe it's another event that you are going to need to know. To structure your thinking, to organize your thoughts, to make sure that, and this is the hurdle that I just encountered, to make sure everybody pays. Because we had somebody kind of sneak in. So just, just making sure that you don't have those same pitfalls when you organize your event, whatever it may be. That's the first episode. A second episode, I actually want to take you inside the room or if we're outside um, audio files from that particular encounter. 
I am not the main instructor. I have uh, I have a I want to say he's assistant because I'm kind of the assistant because he's the expert. I have a the main instructor that I work with. He is a uh, he is a professional program. He's a programmer by trade and he loves the stuff and he's very good at it. Uh, and I got him from he kind of came to came to the facility where I work and just um, offered his services. And we're going to uh, create something huge out of it, maybe a drone league in the future. But right now, um, I want to take you inside the room where he actually gives them instructions, where he teaches them about Bluetooth connectivity, where he teaches them about uh, things like lift and drag and all the different terminologies that are used in the field of uh, space, not spacecraft, but uh, in the field of flying, like, yeah, in the field of flying. You can tell this is not my forte. Uh, take you inside the room where uh, he explains all these different uh, terms and, and things like that. And last but definitely not least, this is actually going to be one of the most interesting things that I'm going to try to do. I can't make any guarantees, but I am really going to make a really valuable effort to actually interview one of the kids for my podcast. Like I told you, my young, the youngest is seven, the oldest is 12. So talking and being open is not going to come that easy, but I'm going to try to bring you that, that heartfelt story. Like, what is it? I'm going to interview one of the kids and ask him, what is it like uh, programming a drone? What, what was your first instinct or what was your first thought when you saw these drones uh, before you signed up or before mom and dad signed you up and they said, Hey, you're going to drone camp. What was your first reaction? Or what is the, the most challenging part of drone camp? Or what is the funnest part of drone camp? Uh, do you see, what do you want to do? <laughs> what do you want to do with the drones when you get home? I mean, just really kind of get inside their head and really experience things from, from their point of view. So we're really creating three podcast episodes in one. Three podcast episodes in one. Uh, first, the, the planning and the implementation of it. Two, taking you inside the drone camp and letting you see what it's like. Kind of a day in the life of a drone instructor in a drone camp. And two, uh, really going inside a kid's mind, really going inside a kid's point of view to see, look, this is what I think about drone. This is what I think about drone camp. Uh, really giving you that very unique perspective that I have never given on this podcast before. So I want to let you in on that, uh, on the next three. So you guys hold me accountable, man. This is going to be so, so much fun. Um, but until until next time, those are the three podcast episodes that I'm going to do from one event. And you can do the same thing. You can absolutely do the same thing. And it's kind of like the. I take it. I use this analogy. Before. During and after. Before an event, how did you put it on? What are some of your guests expectations? Middle. Like, look, let's do something live. Record it live. 
record your event live and let us really see what what the experience is like. Let us feel, let us go inside that venue. And then third, after. What did people learn? What were their what were their expectations? Were their expectations met? And you can't hold back on their expectations because look, if you ask somebody if their expectations were met and they say no, look, that's valuable content. And it lets you know that look, we need to improve the next time. And then that may be a fourth podcast episode. This is how we improve. Play a clip, play a clip from that other one, from that other testimonial. Somebody saying, oh, man, we, it was really horrible. Start the podcast off with that. And then going to, you heard someone so-and-so say this podcast was horrible. They hated it. This is how we changed it. This is how we blow. We want to blow their minds. And you'll be amazed at learning how an open admission of guilt or an open admission of a shortfall in any presentation doesn't do what you think it does. It doesn't make people say, oh, they're weak. Oh, they're not capable. Oh, this podcast is going to be trash. Oh, this. Oh, that. Oh, that. It actually does the opposite. It actually lets people know, look, you're human. And it brings people closer to you because, look, everybody has mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. When you admit your mistakes up front, that actually lets people know that they are. Yeah, that actually lets people know that you are trustworthy. Warren Buffett doesn't it does it in his presentations all the time. Warren Buffett does it in his um, in his folders, in his presentations that he gives to his investors. He tells them, look, these are some of the things that we should have done better. He puts that all out there. Because when you hear somebody say that, you're like, oh, wow, that's let me read more. Because it makes people feel comfortable. It makes people feel like you are not above them. Good, good humility uh, for you and trustworthy on there makes you more trustworthy. So three episodes, one event. Uh, those are going to be my next three episodes, guys. I'm <laughs> I'm so, so excited about that third one uh, and really taking you inside what that child is going to or what one of my students is going to say about journal camp. So till next time, guys. Thank you so, so much for listening to the podcast. It is late at night, actually. So I'm, if uh, I sound like I'm whispering a little bit while cars go by and uh, crickets are are chirping. It's a nice, peaceful, peaceful night out where I live. Um, so the whispers, that's the result. <laughs> that's why I'm whispering a little bit or maybe not as not as vocal or not as uh, projecting as I usually am. But again, guys, thank you so, so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so, so much for, for hanging out with me. I hope you find value in the stories I tell. I hope you find value in the things that I've learned because I will continue, continue, continue to uh, bring you more value as best I can. Until next time, do say. So I just listened to the first part of this episode and already some ideas came to me and a couple ideas that that I have that are already in place 
and some additional ones that I want to. So some of the ones that are already in place is I've asked one of my most active parents to to form a group uh, that she has affectionately called the superheroes. And it's a it's a group of parents, kind of like a booster club, uh, but it's a, a group of parents that come together and do just a lot of fun activities throughout the year. Uh, it's beneficial for the parents. It's uh, beneficial for the program. And so far, it's worked really well. Parents like it. Uh, I'm on board with it. I love it. Um, so that's one idea. And a second idea that I'm kind of, I literally just came up with this, uh, but I'm kind of, I'll uh, toss it off of you guys. I'll toss it, uh, bounce it off some of my parents and whatever. But every, we kind of take a break during the summer just because there are a lot of other, uh, a lot of other programs and camps and things that the kids do during the summer, trips and all of that. So it's hard to really provide consistent programming. So we take a break during the summer and, but once they get back in school, once everybody gets settled in, I want to do something called a, maybe a family reunion that we do every year. And it's bringing kids, it's kind of an, it's an invitation, just like family reunion. It's an invitation for current members, uh, past members, and prospective members to really get to know each other in a fun atmosphere and also see the things that we've done in the past. Um, the trips that we've gone through, the experiences that we've had, the, <laughs> the crazy times that we've had, the laughs we shared, uh, even the more hard, harder experiences, uh, the tough times that we've shared, the frustrations and, and all of that, just so we can kind of reminisce and relive it. And also so newcomers can come in and say, wow, this really is a family um, and really provide for them a sense of community and a sense of belonging. Um, and then from the program aspect, it, it helps grow, grow the program and grow a family atmosphere. So those are, those are two ideas, one already in place and one that's, that I'm thinking about putting in place once I bounce that idea off of parents and, and the kids and um, other people who have done this longer than I have. So. Tell me what you think about those two. You like them, hate them, whatever. Uh, again, send me a DM. That's the best way to contact me on Instagram, Micah underscore DB, M-I-C-A-H underscore DB, um, or through the Anchor platform, send me a voice message. Do say.